Illuminati, the podcast where we drink beer and talk about conspiracy theories. My name is John. This is Jake. And uh, we have another episode for you guys today. We're going to be talking about some weird shit. So. It is an episode. <laughs> another one in the series. And we and we talk about weird shit. So. We're just going to keep doing these. Yeah. Just going to keep on going. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so as always, we're going to start out with talking about the beer. And I have a special weird uh, plan for you guys today, which Jake doesn't really know about. So I have been is, surprised. He is as well going to be surprised. So um, let me start by asking a question. So sitting in front of Jake and myself right now, there are four glasses and they all have a very brown looking liquid in them. And so the question is, we're doing an experiment today. In a previous episode, we talked about uh, Trophy's special edition release of Milky Way, their flagship stout, Uh, but it was a pumpkin spice version of it. So we've talked about the pumpkin spice version of Milky Way, but we have not talked about normal Milky Way. And during that same episode, I talked about um, that I don't really like Milky Way that much, but they make another beer. And I think in that episode, I called it a horchata porter and it's actually a horchata stout. And I now know the name of it. It is called El Hombre. 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 And um, so recently, Trophy re-released El Hombre in the can and also Milky Way in the can. And I was able to locate some leftover pumpkin spice Milky Way (laughs) from a friend who still had one, some, in the can. And so we are going to do an experiment because in the previous episode, I talked about how I don't really like Milky Way, but I do like Milky Way if you mix it with El Hombre 50-50. You did mention that before. I and, did. And you sent me photos when you got all these. I did. And apparently they'll do this at the tap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you go into Trophy's tap room, this is one of those ones where it's like they don't have it on the menu and they won't yeah. really tell you to do it. But if you're, you know, if you're into like mixing beers together or whatever, this is one that they do for themselves. Did they like blink at all or they were just like, okay? Oh, no, they did not blink at all. I was like, because I went in there the other day. I was like out running some errands, just doing some shit or whatever. And I saw on their Instagram that they had re-released El Hombre. So I wanted to go by and see if I could get some. And then they have, they have, they had Milky Way there too. So I decided to stay. I got a cheesesteak from Mr. Cheesesteak, which is like a really dope food truck that uh, comes by around sometimes. And um, and yeah, so I got a uh, four pack of El Hombre, four pack of Milky Way. And then I was like, yeah, I mean, if I'm here and I'm going to be eating a cheesesteak, you, you know, might as well. Yeah, let me refresh my memory. Let me get that 50-50 El Hombre Milky Way. And no blinking. No blinking at all. That's None. awesome. Yeah, they were just like, oh, yeah, that's dope. I wonder if you just chose two random beers and asked them to mix them if they would even, if they're just like, whatever. I, You know, I don't know. We should try that. We can. Yeah. Okay. We can go over there and just be like, will you mix Trophy <laughs> Husband with, uh, I don't know, some other weird fucking beer? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Maybe. I don't know. I've we'll never see. tried just like mixing something weird like that. I always mix stuff that at least kind of seems like it's going to be good. Yeah. You know, like black and tans and snake bites and uh, what's what's the PBR mix? There's a uh, black and blue when you mix Guinness and PBR. Oh, I've never heard that one. I know we've talked about the mixing PBR with pomegranate juice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So sitting in front of uh, getting back to the beer. So sitting in front of Jake and I. Unlabeled. Are, yeah. Uh, not labeled. 
not labeled. Yeah. So, uh, sitting in front of Jake and I are are four glasses. They have brown shit in them. And uh, I know what is in each glass, and Jake does not. Um, And this is an experiment of, you know, the different beers that I have on the table right now. And so the question for Jake is, do you want to know the order and we just do the experiment? Or do you want to play a game? (laughs) I I definitely want to play a game. (laughs) Okay, so, all right. so Because I've never had ombre. Yeah. I've had the pumpkin spice. I've had the Milky Way. Yeah. So I've I've had all of them at this point, except for uh, El Ombre and pumpkin spice Milky Way. I feel like that'll be an easy one to pick out. Probably. Obviously You'll be able spice. to taste the pumpkin, yeah. Do I have a whole one? Is one of these a whole pumpkin spice? No. Okay. No. Um, I mean, we could do that, but we already talked about pumpkin spice before. No, I was just so curious what the makeup was. Okay. But I guess so, I have to guess it. So it's... Yeah. Okay. So, um, well, uh, do you want me to tell you... Lay out you? your rules. Okay, I'll lay out the rules. All right. So, <laughs> so it's going to be a mystery now. So it's a beer experiment mystery. Um. So in the four glasses, there is one that is just El Ombre, uh, which is a horchata stout. There is one which is just Milky Way, which is a salted caramel sweet stout. Then there's one that is 50-50 El Ombre and Milky Way. And then there's one that is 50-50 El Ombre and pumpkin spice Milky Way. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So what we're going to do now, uh, let's talk about uh, trophy a little bit. Let's talk about the cans a little bit. Let's talk about the ABV and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then we are going to officially get fucked up because between between, between these four glasses, uh, between the both of us, there is four entire tall boys. So, uh, so we're, we're looking at what sixty four ounces of beer here, yeah. pretty much yeah. split up thirty two. So it's a thirty. It's a Florida forty. Yeah, worth. but I mean, we're talking. Well, okay. So I was assuming that we were going to get a little more fucked up than I think. <laughs> um. So all right, let's Milky start. Milky Way is like six percent, right? It's like five and a half. Five and a half. Yeah. Yeah. And Ombre is seven, I think. Yes. Seven. Okay. Yeah. So all right, so let's talk about the cans real quick. So yeah. Uh, these are all stouts. El Ombre, which we've already said is a horchata stout, mm-hmm. uh, 7% ABV. I like this can a lot. I do. It's really cool. It has a blue, it has like a nice like Carolina Panthers, almost kind of blue bar around the bottom, uh, trophy uh, logo at the bottom. And then the top part of this can is this really interesting like grayish. You know what the, I mean? It's like uh, a the gray The walls beige. of my living room are this color. It's called agreeable gray. Apparently, it's the most popular color Lowe's sells. <laughs> yeah, wow. Well, okay. I yeah. mean, gray and blue are like huge right now. Like, yeah. Uh, when yeah. I got married in 2015, yeah. our wedding colors were like slate gray and seafoam. Yeah. And now everyone has the fake wood floors that are gray. All right. So back to the El Ombre can. So the top part of it is like this kind of grayish color. And then El Ombre is spelled out in this kind of like um, almost American. like that. It's American Sign Language. Yeah, so it yeah, yeah, it's in American Sign Language, but then there's also the letters, and the letters have that kind of like great, uh, great Gatsby kind of thing going along, where it's like yeah. that early twenties, like the block yep. letter with the line in the middle. Um, yeah, and that's basically the whole can. It says "Drink Trophy Beer" on the side. There's not really a description um, of what it tastes like, but it's brewed with almonds and lactose, seven percent brewed in Raleigh, and um, yeah. All right, so second up, we have uh, Milky Way. So this is a salted caramel sweet stout, 
uh, 5.3% ABV. Um, also a really cool can. So the bottom half of it is like kind of a taupe, caramel, khaki, dark khaki kind of color. Almost like a, a coyote brown, but a little more browner than that. Um, trophy logo at the bottom says Milky Way in this really like spacey looking font. And then the top half of the can is like a really dark brown. And then it has like constellations on the back. It's really cool. Um, it's it's hard to tell because of the letters they use, but the Milky Way font is like the NASA font. Oh, I was like, that's so spacey. Yeah, it's, it's the NASA font. Yeah, it's unusual because yeah. you don't see an S or another, or you know, you don't or, see a W or a right. Y. Or NASA a, doesn't have W's and K's, so you yeah. don't really see that. Yeah. yeah, it threw me off. The A, I guess, would have been yeah. like a dead yeah. giveaway, though. But yeah, I mean, there's not a lot to this can. It's just, it's cool. It's a cool looking label. And it's uh, one of their standards. Yeah. And so that is basically uh, Milky Way. And then just as a reminder, uh, the pumpkin spice version of Milky Way, same font, says Milky Way. It's a totally dark brown can. Um, and yeah. it has pumpkins on it. it yeah, like, like the trees bronze. are replaced with pumpkins kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and it has like a burnt bronze logo. Yeah, and that one's looking cool too. All right, so I figure we start left to right, and then I don't really have rules from here. Okay. So my left and your left are the my, same. So this one right here. This one, yeah. Okay. Um, so these are the same. So we're same left to right. Yes, we are same okay. left to right. Okay. Yeah. So I figure we'll just start left to right, and then uh, we can like take a couple sips on them, and then I don't know, just like talk about it, or you can guess which one you sure. think it is, or or All whatever. Right. Why don't uh. Do you want Since me to tell I you don't at the know. end which is right or as we're going if you're right? No, let's do... Uh, no, because then I can do a process of elimination. So okay, let's do... Um, I'll, I'll, ta- I'll do a taste of each one and we'll guess as we go. Okay. Okay. So okay. I'll, I'm taking... So starting first, with the first number one. one. All right. Okay, so we're going to take we a little like uh, two, three seconds here to take a sip. So Jake's taking his sip. Now I'm going to take my sip. Hmm. Mm, that's tasty. Yeah. I think that's the straight up Milky Way. Okay. I'm here. I'm hearing you. I'm not telling you if you're right or not. But no, I'm no, because we got to keep going. All right. All right. Oh, okay. We're switching now. I should have had a going glass of water side. so I could cleanse the palate between each one. I'm sorry. I'm not prepared enough for this. You've never done wine tasting in Napa, have you? Uh, do I look <laughs> like I would do wine tasting in Napa? Okay, wait. Now I think this is the straight up Milky Way. Tasty. <laughs> <laughs> you're just eyeballing me now. Yeah, I know. I'm not they're telling all, They're all going to be blended together. Okay, hold on. I know. Gotta, gotta switch. You're it. wrong. They're all. <laughs> they're all Guinness. <laughs> they're all Guinness. <laughs> totally different, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's completely out of left field. Okay. Yeah, but it's. I don't. I don't think there, there's pumpkin in that. Yeah. Maybe. All right. So after we sip, then we'll talk about them while we're drinking them. I guess. Oh, this this one is totally. I, I can smell it already. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I apologize to everybody listening for all the breaks, but I mean, we're experimenting right now. This has to be the pumpkin one. It's like, it's like obscene. Oh God. Right? Yeah. I kind of just want to chug that one and get it out of the way or like move it over here. Or you don't have to drink it at all. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hold on. Okay. I'm I'm going to keep following you. Whichever one you're drinking, I'm going to drink. All right. So we're back on number one now. I feel bad you guys can't see us doing it. I'm going to take a photo so we can put it up when this comes out. I'm going to take a photo here. Okay. We'll put, that up. <laughs> we'll put that up on Instagram so you guys know what's, what's going on here. Jake is so scientific. He keeps okay. smelling them very, and he's like, I can see he's trying to like figure it out. Yeah, yeah I'm working on this. It's so fun for me because I know. I know. 
You, right you're in the power position here. Well, what do you think about what? What did you think about that last one? Give me a little bit, a couple of notes. The on one that. we eliminated, or no, the, the first? Okay, the first one. Okay, yeah, so yeah. I'm I'm thinking this one might be the Ombre Milky Way one. Okay, because um, there's a little bit of like differentness to it, like it's a little different. Okay, and I'm thinking psychologically, you may put the first <laughs> the mix at the beginning to preload it. Because you think maybe he'll want to get a taste of it first and then it won't affect the ones later down the line. I don't know. I don't know. I guess, yeah, we'll we'll find out. All right, so now we're moving back on to number two. number two. Again, yeah. See, this one has a little bit more like like a bite to it, kind of like the way seltzer has a bite to it. Like it's like the carbonation is a little stronger. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Maybe it means it's not mixed. Maybe. So maybe that would mean that it's the original Milky Way. Thoughts? We're on number three now. Okay? Yeah. Okay. So, so one is. Yeah. All right. So one is mixed ombre and Milky Way. Okay. One is Milky Way and one is ombre. No, I'm asking. That's a question. Yes. That's what we're working with. So yes. We've eliminated the. It's yeah. on, this is obviously so the number pumpkin. four. I will go ahead and tell you is absolutely the half. El, El Ombre half pumpkin spice. Yeah, and you can tell. I have you to can, say, yeah, the pumpkins in there. It's very slightly strong. less horrible than the beer by itself, but yeah. it's still horrible. <laughs> the pumpkin. I think I was the one that drank the whole can of the pumpkin last. I think time. you did because I was like, I can't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you tapped out of it, and, and I, I feel so bad because I just really love Trophy a lot. Like it's sort of an obscene amount of. Well, I looked back today, like and like we've it. talked about Trophy more than any other brewery. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. It's just, yeah. I mean, obviously it's, it's one we prefer. Yeah. Uh, back to the beer. So oh, we're on the experiment still. Yeah. What do you think? Okay. Have you made a consensus? Do Wait, you hold think on. Let me, know? let me do the th- number three again. All right. He's going back for one more. Okay. So just for clarification, we okay. have one ombre. Yes. One Milky Way. Yes. And one mix. Yes, and okay. we have the one pumpkin spice mix, but we, we already clearly know, know which yeah. one that is. It was like I could smell the pumpkin before I even got it to my face. Well, okay. there's a wonder why I put it last. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, so I think psychologically I'm feeling it a little. Okay, so yeah. I'm going to go. Number one is the ombre regular. Okay. Number two is, wait a second. Let me sip it again real quick. All right, all right. Okay. Number right. two is the regular Milky Way. Okay. And number three is the Ombre. You fucking nailed it. Did I really? Yeah. Oh. That's exactly true. Perfect. That's, That's exactly amazing. right. Yeah. So, so the, like, so the order was El Ombre was number one. Milky yeah. Way was number two. Milky Way and El Ombre mixed 50 50 was number three. And Pumpkin Spice Milky Way with El Ombre mix was number four. Okay. Yeah. Because I wanted you to get mm. a taste of the two beers alone before yeah. you got a taste of them. Mixed. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't want to put pumpkin spice at the beginning because it would just totally it fucked ruins up everything. Your mouth. Yeah. yeah. Look at that. You fucking nailed it. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So let's take a step back now and actually talk about the beer. So what do you yeah. think about El Hombre? Uh, I like it. I'm a fan. It's, um, I wish it was more ombre. I like, do too. I wish it was a little more. I had a little more rice. I had a, more, a little more cream. Yes. I had a little more uh, like cinnamon kind of going on. You yeah, know I mean? so it's a it's a lactose stout. Like there's definitely lactose there. I wanted to have more substance for sure, you know. I mean, I recalled it as being a porter. Yeah. So that kind of tells you what kind of consistency we're talking about. Right, right. Yeah. So yeah, but like but I'm a fan. I don't I don't hate it. I would drink a couple, you know. It's yeah. not bad. I definitely like it more this time around. 
because in the past yeah. I was like, mm, nope. Mm, oh, really? Mm, nah. But what was the reasoning? Do you remember? I'm just not a huge stout guy. There's something oh, okay, weird yeah. about it to me. But like, I don't know. It's cold. It's winter timey. Like mm-hmm. these have sat. I mean, these are room temp at this point almost. They're pretty close, yeah. And um, I mean, yeah, there's like maybe just barely under room temp. But I mean, room temp in my garage is like 40 <laughs> degrees. So um, it's actually like pretty comfortable today. Yeah, yeah, it's not terrible. I mean, I'm kind of my feet are kind of cold in my vans, but um, but yeah. Um, all right. So it's. I mean, it's good. I, I'm a fan. I would, yeah, I would. Yeah. I would get more. I would go. I would go over a trophy and pick some up. All right. So how about Milky Way? The mix. Okay. So no, well, this is the so the straight Milky Way. Milky, yeah, the OG straight Milky okay. Way. So I remember Milky Way being sweeter. Okay. The last time I I, I haven't had it for about a year because I remember it being like the salted caramel stout. It's a yeah. It's a salted caramel sweet stout. Sweet stout, and I remember it being more sweet. Okay. And maybe it was a where I was at or what I was doing, but yeah. I enjoy this a maybe lot. Maybe it's because you hadn't had time. four different right. yeah. <laughs> stat mixes all at one time. But I enjoy this a lot more than I did before. I've never it's a little thought more, that it was that sweet. Yeah. So maybe I'm mistaken. I, I might be mixing it. I haven't had it in like a year. So I mean, yeah. I, I had it the last time different. I went to to a trophy, which was before COVID, so no, because we went to Trophy to have pizza. No, I meant the other Trophy. The, oh, the Trophy the, on Maywood. The yeah, that, I went yeah, there. Yeah. I just love that a place million so years much. Ago, yeah. That's such a good vibe. Yeah, I went there. They were having some sort of like bicycle sale with like a bunch of like open art exhibits or something. Okay, cool. It was cool, and um, and I had some, and I remember it being very sweet, but this isn't. Okay, um, which I enjoy. Yeah, I I mean I wouldn't say this is really any. Not any sweeter. It's sweeter than El Hombre. Yeah. So if I had a choice, so if it was like, hey, okay, so we're going to put in front of you a Milky Way or a Guinness. You know, Guinness is a dry stout, no lactose in it or anything. But like, you know, they're both in the five-ish range. Sure. I, w- I would take a Guinness over. I mean, I would take a Milky Way over a Guinness. Better okay. flavor, you know? Yeah. I uh, was actually just thinking in my head. I was like, I'd probably take a Guinness. But that's just because my brain is like, you don't like Milky Way. <laughs> but I really don't like Guinness more. You know, oh, really? So, yeah, it's so weird. I guess I'm I like just Guinness. like, I'm Irish as fuck. I should like Guinness. Yeah. Um. Okay, so okay. Milky well, Way, thumbs up? Yeah, yeah. I would drink another one of these. I like it. I like it. I mean, there's a reason that these two beers keep coming back. Yeah. They're super it's good. It's solid. It's a, it's a solid. It's a good I, thing to have on your menu all the time. You yeah. Know? I definitely... Um, so they're more seasonal though. They don't stay all the time because trophy right. wife yeah, and trophy yeah. husband stay on all the time. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, El Hombre, I always like it when it comes back. Milky Way, people really like it when it does come back. Yeah. It's like the seasons have changed and you realize yeah. it. I, yeah. I'm not one of those ones that's like, oh fuck, Milky Way is out, you know? Yeah. But you know, I don't know. It's good. I prefer the mix. I think over both. I think uh, I'm going to take another step here. <laughs> yeah, it kind of like so so my my initial statements were like the Milky Way alone has too much like carbonation in it. Okay. It felt like I would never have even thought it of felt that. a little more bubbly. Okay. Like if you taste them one after another, there's yeah. more of a bite to it or something. Okay. The El Hombre is smoother. And then when you mix them together, it's like, but it's almost like too smooth. It's like almost too flat. 
Okay. And then when you mix them together, it kind of like hits right in that middle. And since they're it both just hits different. Yeah. Since they're both <laughs> kind of the same thing and the flavors aren't wildly off. Yeah. Like I think it mixes together pretty well. Yeah. I mean, that's why I've basically been like, I cannot wait for this experiment right. because these two mix together is like, I'm a fan. Bomb. I'm into it. I'll, I've never done this experiment though. Yeah. I'm also getting a little bit lit. I drank. <laughs> we still have not talked about juiciness from Sycamore. But we I, haven't. No, we haven't. I, have we? No. no. Do you still have any left? Yeah. Do you have one can you're hiding somewhere? No. <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, twelve cans. Oh, okay. of the bad batch. Oh, the bad ones. Yeah. Oh, are and they I getting have, replaced? Uh, yeah. I, I okay. I got them replaced. I have two cans of the good ones in my fridge. Okay. But yeah, we so we still haven't talked about that whole juiciness debacle. Okay. Which I we said we were going to talk about, but I haven't. So I'm. We'll put it. We on will. The list. Eventually, we'll talk about. We it. will. I think we said we were going to talk about our next episode in or episode six, four. six episodes ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's hard to remember. I don't know. Yeah. It's whatever. Fun. We did a thing. But uh, yeah. So moving on to the next phase of the show, I yeah. guess. Um, we're talking about a conspiracy now. So, and again, I don't know shit about this one, which is weird because I'm fucking from here. This is your space. It is, but I hate the area. It's weird to say that I hate any part of North Carolina, but if it's a weird a part area. of North Carolina. I don't like this is it. And this story comes from that area. So I drove down there to, to look at a car that I was going to buy. And was this the 300 ZX? Yeah. Didn't, oh, like, didn't like that spot at all. I probably could have told you, you were going to get yourself into a dumper going down there. Yeah. It just, it's, <laughs> I got down there and I was just like, mm, I don't trust the place. I don't trust the car. Negatory. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Jake, what are we talking about? All right. So this is the elusive beast of Bladenboro. Bla- did we go with Bladenboro? Is that where we were? Bla- Bladenboro? 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 I think, I think we went with Bladenboro. We, we Googled it before and we read a couple different ones and we found all these weird pronunciations ranging from Bladenboro to Bladenboro to Bladenboro. I'm from here and <laughs> I'm just telling you. It's weird, Some right? of the towns in this place have the most fucked up pronunciations. Yeah. And I mean, being from here, I know most, probably not even most of them. I know a bunch of them. Yeah. But I looked at this one. I was like, Bladenboro? <laughs> I don't fucking know. It's near Fayetteville, which is yeah. where Fort Bragg is. And that's yeah. a spot you don't want to go. So yeah, it's a little rough down there. So anyways, this is down that area. So moving backwards in time uh, to kind of December of 1953, there was a lot of uh, controversy in the area because people's dogs started dying randomly. Uh, goats well, just dying or no, no, horribly murdered, getting mauled, horribly murdered and mauled, not dying. Not they just, were getting wear mauled. They were, they were taking a nap and drifted off. No, no, they were like the descriptions that I read in Mass the newspapers. Just death for no reason. Yeah. The the descriptions I read ranged from um, their faces literally being ripped in half and jaw bones being pulled apart to like spines being pulled out of the back. Like those were some of the... Oh my God. And these were were like... Bro, that's gnarly. These were mom and pop newspapers making these descriptions. So... Oh, that's gnarly. Yeah. So so nothing really nice happened to any of these animals. So it was goats, dogs. That's so sad because I just love puppies so much. Yeah, I got three dogs. I know how it is, man. And so luckily no humans were injured in the making of this story. 
which this is a factual story. There's photos of That's most so of surprising. dead animals. Yeah, usually people die all the time. All puppies and no people. <laughs> so and if you know me, you know I think puppies are better than people. So. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> so, so the first of these deaths uh, related to the Beast of Bladenboro were reported back on December 29th, 1953. Witnesses that saw this creature described it as sleek, possibly black, five feet long, uh, and... Uh, the first death was around eight miles from Bladenboro in a town called Clarkton, which I think is right next to where I looked at that 300 Z. And uh, so it killed a dog there. And uh, two days later on December 31st, the, uh, the two dogs belonging to a resident in Bladenboro were found dead with a significant amount of blood missing near their kennels. Uh, the owners reported that the dogs were quote unquote torn into ribbons and crushed. Uh, and here's a direct quote from the owners of those dogs. This was pulled from a newspaper at the time. He said, and I'm, I'm kind of surprised because usually you look at a newspaper nowadays and they quote like a sentence back in the fifties, they would let people go on. Like there was like three paragraph long quotes from people. There was no OLN to just let people come out and blast. No, no, no. They, they just like let people go. So, so here's this guy's lengthy quote that appeared in the newspaper. At the All time. right. My dogs put up a good fight. There was blood all over the porch, big puddles of it, and there was a pool of saliva on the porch. It killed one dog at 1030 and left it lying there. My dad wrapped the dog up in a blanket. That thing came back and got that dog, and nobody's seen the dog since. At 1.30 in the morning, it came back and killed my other dog and took it off too. We found it three days later in a hedgerow. The top of one of the dog's heads was torn off, and its body was completely crushed and wet like it had been in that thing's mouth. The other dog's lower jaw was completely split and torn off. So brutal. Yeah. I mean, it seems pretty clear to me that we are talking about a werewolf. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, something kind of big, right? I mean, because, you know, these aren't, these obviously aren't like min pins or something. Like, you know, these are, these are farmers. Yeah, this isn't a shit zoo. Right. These are farmers' dogs. So yeah. you're thinking they're like hunting a large, dogs. They're yeah, like a hound, a uh, shepherd, a, Retriever. They're herding dogs. They're yeah. they're they're like probably bigger than Steve. Probably, which these, these Steve are, is my dog. He's it's a good sized dog. He's some kind of dumpster mutt, and I've never cared <laughs> to know what he is. But my wife, after eight years, <laughs> talked me into getting him a fucking doggy DNA test. So I'm about to find out what he is. All Pomeranian. I there's a hundred percent chance that he's just like a werewolf Pomeranian. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, I don't know if I want to know, but know. <laughs> I'll, maybe I'll tell you guys when I find out. It's easy. My dogs are all pit bulls. Like it's super. That like they're they're so noticeably pit bulls. It's like I love pitties. Yeah, they're just they're, they're the best. Yeah. So, anyways, this dude who horribly had his dogs just ripped apart. Uh, the next day on New Year's New Year's Day in 1954. Two more dogs were found dead at a local farm. And that night, a farmer reported that his dog, too, had been killed. So, I mean, we're talking like we're getting up into like the, you know, eight dogs or so. The next day, two more dogs were found dead and an autopsy was performed on one of the dogs. And it reported that. And this is a direct quote from the vet uh, from the newspaper. There wasn't more than two or three drops of blood in him. The dog's bottom lip had been broken open and his jawbone smashed entirely back. I don't even know entirely what that means. Yeah, I'm not sure either. But it sounds brutal. Yeah. It's gross. Yeah. So 
Further deaths were reported in the subsequent days, and on the night of January 5th, 1954, a pet rabbit was found cleanly decapitated and still warm. Oh, shit. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> and cleanly decapitated. Cleanly taken up. <laughs> like, a, like a little, just chop, just pop. <laughs> and oh I, oh, wait, wait, it's a little bunny booboo, and his head went popping up. The, uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and so the day after that, a dog was found in a pasture near the Bladenboro Swamp, and then uh, a, a few goats were reported to have died. One of the goats was found with its head completely flattened. And uh, one of the descriptions in the newspaper by uh, one of the hunters that was out in the area said that when he found the goat, its head was quote unquote flat as a fritter. I don't even know what that means. I guess like an apple fritter. It's like squished. I don't know. They're not yeah. that flat now though. I wonder. I don't but compared know. to a goat's head, like look at an apple fritter next to a goat's head. Oh yeah. I don't know. That's one of those ones. All right. If you have a grandma, <laughs> and that knows what flat as a fritter means. Please tell us. I got to know. I don't have any grandparents left, so I don't have any old people to ask. But if you know an old person, yeah, ask them what flat as a fritter means. Tell them to send know. us a photo of them holding their hands as close together as a fritter would be so we can see how, how flat, flat a fritter be. would be. Or maybe they'd hold up like a piece of paper or something. Yeah. I don't or, know. Or just send you us never a picture know, of a fritter. Like some of these older sayings like what's it called? Like, like when you say flat as a fritter, it's yeah. What's that? Like a saying, is there another word? I don't know. I feel like it, it's definitely like one of those literary devices. Like there's gotta yeah. be a name for it. And like I like you could swing a dead cat around here and not hit a guy with a taco. Like I <laughs> never heard that one. Is that a new one? Right. No, <laughs> there's one that I say all the time. My wife hates it. I say, and it's, if you know where the saying's from, you'll think it's funny, but I always say, um, it's mind bottling, bottling, like Bo you're putting in a bottle. <laughs> yes. It's like my mind is trapped in a bottle. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not, a, I'm definitely not some sort of wording expert, but I did go to college. And I feel like bottling is not the proper second part of mind. <laughs> I know. I know that it's supposed to be mind boggling, but it's so funny to me to say mind bottling. But 99% of what's funny to me about it is that <laughs> it pisses my wife off. I mean, usually she that's it's so stupid. She's just that's like, what why makes are it you funny. saying that? It's mind boggling, <laughs> not bottling. It's pissing me off that you're saying bottling. But you should just look at her and be like, ha ha, hoisted by your own petard and just walk away. <laughs> just just throw something entirely different at her. <laughs> but no, I say that because it's from Anchorman. Oh, is that where it's from? Yeah, he says it's mind bottling. It's like my mind is trapped in a bottle. Is that the the from the guy from office? Is he the one who said it? No, it's um Will Ferrell. Oh, Will Ferrell. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know why. I think that's so hilarious. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, okay, let's go back to the ripped apart dogs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm losing it right now because I'm like so many stout steep right now. I'm fucking lit as shit. But it'll be all right. Oh, it'll it'll okay. be all right. Let's keep going. We're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. Yeah. All right. So in the next... Uh, oh, we already talked about the rabbit that was cleanly decapitated. So they found the goat, the rabbits, the one with its head flat as a fritter. And then... Uh, once all these bodies started piling up and people were like, we got to do something about all these dead dogs and dead animals. Um, locals started actually spotting this thing. So 
One local described the animal as about four and a half feet long, bushy, and resembling either a bear or a panther, which I'm not a veterinarian, but bears and panthers are a little different. Uh, we also both have, we have both of those here. That's true. Bears and panthers both live in North Carolina. That's true. Panthers are much more rare though around here. Uh, um, yeah. And are there many bears down by Bladenboro? I feel like it's not really a bear hotspot. Um, I don't know. I suppose it could be. I mean, I yeah. Know. I mean, so we have brown, black. No, we have black bears. We have here. black bears. Yeah. Um, I think they mostly stick like, you know, Winston Salem West. Yeah. But I'm not gonna say they're not here. They could be. They could take a vacation. Head over. Probably not. Try though. to get to the I beach. Think, I think the furthest east they really go is like, uh, oh, what is that fucking place called? Uh, like Linville. Okay. Which, Makes if you sense. guys don't know about that place, you can Google it. Linville Gorge. Yeah. It's dangerous. It's full of bears. It is full of bears. I had, um, uh, God, I'm sorry. I want to go off on another tangent, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> when I was in college, I had a couple of fraternity brothers of mine go and camp in Linville, and literally they were sitting around their campfire drunk as fuck. And bears? yes, who stumbled oh. into their fucking campsite? A gigantic black bear. Wow. One of my fraternity brothers literally shit his pants. Of course. Why wouldn't you? And they all ran away. I was sitting in a campsite in West Virginia and a raccoon stumbled into the campground. (laughs) And And you shit your pants? I almost shit myself (laughs) because my only assumption was that he was rabid. Because why would he be walking up? But it was a pretty popular campsite, so he's probably just looking yeah, for food or anything. Probably. And I screamed like, and please, sir, can I have some all? Well, I screamed through a beer bottle at him and <laughs> and uh <laughs> oh my God. They're way more nimble than they get credit for. He ducked it and dipped it. Oh, they're in big the woods. fat things, but they can dodge. Yeah, they can he was quick. Dip, dive, duck, he, dip he, and he dodge. Ro- he rocket raccooned that right out of there. It was yeah. crazy. All right. All right. So, so back to the beast. Yeah. So more people are seeing this beast. And um, another person described it as smaller and noted that there was, quote unquote, a little one just like it running beside it. So obviously the beast of Bladenboro has babies. So we're starting to paint a picture here of possibly some sort of local animal. Wear yeah. babies. Wear babies, most likely. That's that's it. Um, another, uh, another local uh, what heard. Uh, some noises on his porch and he walked up to the front door and was kind of listening through. I guess he didn't have a peephole, but he could hear a strange noise, quote unquote, like a baby crying. Uh, He couldn't see the animal from where he was sitting, but he could continuously hear this baby crying noise. And from the way he heard it walking around his front porch, he said it had to sound, it had to be about 150 pounds. Uh, I'm guessing because he knows what a 150 pound person sounds like walking on the porch. Sure. Um, All right. But then he saw it crash through the bushes through the, when he went to look through the window, he saw it crash through the bushes and he said it was probably pretty large. Um, one thing to note is, and I didn't know this until I started Googling around and looking it up is that bobcats make a sound extremely like a baby crying. Okay. And bobcats are indigenous to this area. Yeah. So. I feel like, I didn't know that I knew that until you said that. Yeah. So bobcats are very, they're, they're all over here. Like you see them in the woods all the time. Not, I mean, I don't personally, I've never seen a bobcat. I've seen one. 
Okay, so yeah, so here they are. I was surveying out behind Walnut Creek one time and just walked up on one. Oh, okay, yeah. So it was kind of scary. They're kind of big, but they're not that big. It's weird. They're like they're like medium dog size, midish dog. Yeah, yeah. Do you think from seeing this bobcat that you saw, do you think this bobcat could tear a jawbone open on a German Shepherd? Um, I mean, I don't know. See, that's tough. It's hard to tell. Bobcats are what, maybe 80 pounds or maybe. so? Yeah, probably you know? somewhere in there. But I don't know. But like a, an 80-pound feline wild animal against... Oh, could kill a human an easily. An 80-pound canine domesticated animal. Yeah. I mean, you know, bigger claws. Some nasty stuff could happen. Yeah. Bigger jaws. I don't know. Look at, look at like a 60-pound chimp against a 60-pound human. You know, chimps got it. Oh, hands down. It wouldn't even be a question. Chimps yeah. are insanely strong. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. So anyways, so uh, the local newspapers started freaking out. Everybody started freaking out. They're all started writing about it. And this this description was found its way into a local newspaper. Uh, it was about 20 inches high, had a long tail that the tail was about 14 inches. The color of it was dark. It had a face exactly like a cat. Only I ain't never seen a cat that big. They didn't attribute who this quote was to, so I'm not sure. I mean, because being a journalist back then was easier because you didn't have to actually quote people. Yeah. I mean, um, ain't is a thing I would definitely say. <laughs> right. So <laughs> anyways, the they, they said it was it was walking around, quote, unquote, stealthily and sneakily. Uh, a group of hunters from Wilmington spent that night tracking the creature for three miles all around the swampland around Bladenboro. According to the hunters, the track showed claws of at least an inch long and indicated an 80 to 90 pound animal. The beast circling movement suggested it might have had an offspring or a mate nearby, the hunter said. Uh, so they were tracking this thing through a swamp and it just kept like leading them in circles. Uh, usually when uh, bobcats or these other animals, when they realize they're being tracked, which is pretty easy for a wild animal. Yeah, I was about to say, I was like, I don't know if you know this, but wild animals are super not stupid. Right, exactly. Especially <laughs> when there's a bunch of like good old boys stumbling around behind them in overalls and like shotguns being like, you killed my dog. And they're just like wandering around behind these things. Like, of course, they're going to lead them astray. Yeah. So what they find is like, out in the in nature, these animals will actually lead people away and lead them in like ever widening circles to bring them away from their babies. Essentially, makes sense. It's like that video that showed up on the internet a while back of that mountain lion or whatever, like chasing that person. Do you do you remember seeing this? I didn't video? see that. Yeah, yeah. There was this video that came out, and there was like hikers terrified because mountain lion like chases them for miles away from the thing. If they're like stalking them. Yeah. It was like not really. Yeah. It was not stalking this person. If it wanted to admit. Yeah. Up, like, I mean, if you watch this video, this mountain lion had no intention of fucking this person <laughs> up. It was it's probably trying to guide them away. It got them. They got unknowingly too close to their cub or yeah. something. And this mountain lion was like, I'm going to go ahead and escort you out of here. Right. Right. Fuck right. around. I'm going to shit all <laughs> right, over you. Right. Um, but yeah, Mr. Hey. Mr. Johnson, please this way. <laughs> <laughs> please get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Um. A- anyway, back to the beast story. So on January 5th, a little bit after all this happened, uh, somebody witnessed the quote unquote beast attacking a dog and it 
drug the dog away into the swamp and nobody ever saw the dog again. Um, tracks were seen along Creek banks near one of the attack sites. There were two sets of different size prints that evening. A local described a quote unquote big mountain lion near some dogs, three houses down mountain lion is a term that they use west of the Mississippi basically for cougars and, and panthers and stuff. And so like on yeah, where we are, they, they just call, I don't know why they would say mountain lion, but like it's, you know, yeah, it seems weird. Old timey newspapers. What are you going to do? Sure. Uh, so, so, so this another time that this woman was uh, out front of her house and the creature quote unquote creature charged her and at the last minute turned to flee when the woman screamed outside of her home. The local sheriff found tracks bigger than a silver dollar. So silver dollar is not big ish. No, it's not that big. So Bobcat would be a silver dollar, you know? Sure. So also what you have to think about is during this time period, this is over like we've been talking about now over like, you know, 10, 12 days. People are starting to get whipped up into a frenzy. Yeah. Every day this is happening. The newspapers in the area are printing, printing like articles about like this beast of Bladenboro and like they're, they're giving this thing a name and um, yeah, I mean, there's also no forensics. They're not measuring, right. You right. Know, they're not like, and the Did mayor you get a picture of it, you know, what right? I mean? Exactly. And what are you gonna do? Snap off like an iPhone photo in 1953 and uh, 1954. Yeah. And the mayor of Bladenboro who owns a movie house is kind of like stoking the fires a little bit. And he's like trying to edge it a little for PR and make his town seem a little cooler. Um, yeah. So another person sees uh, this kid named Dalton Norton sees sees the cat on his porch and he hears it making a baby crying noise, which matches up one of the earlier descriptions, which matches up with the Bobcat thing, you know, so you start hearing these yeah, baby crying and if so if you're listening now, like I mean, maybe just pause go over to YouTube and just Google like Bobcat baby sound and I listen to a couple and it's like it pretty much sounds exactly like a baby screaming. You know, it's like kind of terrifying. So then uh, right after all this, January 11th, two separate cars uh, come very close to uh, running over this animal that appears to be about four feet long. The way it was written, it seemed like the cars collided into each other, avoiding this animal. One of the men was quoted as saying the animal had quote unquote runty looking ears. It was brownish and tabby. Tabby's a cat phrase, you know? Sure. Yeah. Rewinding a little bit to when they first started, when the bodies of these dogs and goats started biling up a, uh, a half dozen brave youths. And that's the only way I've found that, that these have been described. So I don't know if these are like boy scouts or like frat boys, but, uh, but a half dozen brave youths, six drunken country dudes, right? Exactly. Like, <laughs> like local sons of farmers and their own dogs basically took off on January 4th and spent two days searching for the creature and then were later joined by a dozen police officers from the area. And so they spent about 24 hours traipsing through the uh, swamp looking for this beast uh, who at this point was being called the vampire killer of Bladenboro in the newspapers. That was an actual headline. Really? Yeah. So That's like fucking crazy. So people are like, the the public relations is blowing up on this. Yeah. After the night of a half dozen brave brave youths and uh, and about a dozen officers, the next night when they start talking to people 
And what they did was every night that all the hunters would get together at, at this one part of town and then they would go out into the swamps and look and they would, you ever seen those things where like they look for like a victim or they look for something where they like all the cops and the volunteers spread throughout a one field and they walk slowly. Yeah. They were kind of doing that. Yeah. Like I just watched that series on Netflix, Manhunt, oh. Deadly Game. Yeah, exactly. Where they were searching for Eric Rudolph and uh, yeah. Nanahala. Yeah, they do that in one, in one scene. So, okay, so yeah. anyways, these guys were doing this in the swamp, except no one was directing them where to go, and they were all armed, and they were wandering aimlessly. So, you know, recipe for fun. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> so first night, you've got uh, uh, 18 dudes walking around. The next night when the meetup started happening, more than 500 people showed up with their dogs to hunt this creature. So we went from 18 to 500 in one night. So that's, that's how much fucking nuts. That's how much the newspapers were like blowing this up. Mayor was out here like, we all know we need everybody with a dog and a gun. We need all y'all out here in the swamp looking for the beast, the vampire beast. Exactly. And, I, and that's probably exactly what that and dude do sounded cocaine like about too. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bring your shine. Just get hammered and hunt this thing. You <laughs> I mean, like, I can't, I can't imagine like it, it is kind of stereotyping, but like, I can't imagine that these weren't just a bunch of like good old boys with guns. It was a bunch of bubba's in the, in it the had swamp. To be. Like, like who else is like, you know what I'm going to do tonight? Go drunkenly hunt the beast of Bladenboro with a shotgun. It sounds like super fun. I mean, like up at the, up to this point, you know, a handful of dogs have died. You're not going to get like the butcher of town who has family who's like, well, I guess I have to protect my children if it's just a couple of dogs that have died on the edge of town. So there was something stoking yeah. this fire. And, you know? and this isn't probably around this same time. It's not the same way at that time that we view animals now. No. Like to me, I'm like, Steve. We love our is dogs. My, like, is my, yeah. is the, you know, there's has been a number of years that I've been like, Steve's probably the closest thing I'm ever going to have to a child. Yeah. Yeah. And people you know, was this 70 years yeah. ago? They were no, like, no, your dog like lived outside. Like, oh no. Old Geller died. They oh, literally, well. you know what I mean? They were just like, oh, well, they didn't sell dog you food. Killed my the, dog. They didn't sell dog food in the grocery stores. Like dogs ate scraps back then. Like yeah. it was just like, there, there was yeah. no, you know, maybe that's better. Or not, so when we think about doggies, we're like our children. But when they thought right. about doggies, they were like, I mean, I, I have a dog. Yeah, probably. Yeah, maybe. I'm guessing. Maybe it's still here. I don't know. I don't know. Night two, five hundred people showed up with guns. Night three, more than a thousand people showed up with guns. Night three. This is like night three of this happening. More than a thousand people show up, and the local police are talking about putting out bait dogs tied up in the woods as like ways to lure this monster out. So they were going to just like tie up a bunch of random dogs throughout the woods and then have dudes with shotguns. I don't know, nearby, maybe <laughs> nearby. maybe, <laughs> And and that was the whole plan. That sounds like a surefire plan to me. Yeah, but apparently like because this was all so much in the newspaper, uh, the Humane Society of Asheville, which, okay, I don't know how they heard about this or whatever. A million miles away at this time. Yeah, in the 50s. That's like that's like a, a day away. The Humane Society of Nashville was like, this is not happening. And they, <laughs> they sent somebody not. in a car to Bladenboro to shut it down, to just be like this. You're not 
baiting dogs for a, a vampire monster wandering through the woods. And so they didn't do it. So they didn't I do wonder it. how the rest of the of North Carolina like looked down on this area and was just like, y'all have got to be a bunch of dumbass hicks. Probably the way the rest of the United States looks down on Florida. Or the entire Southeast. <laughs> right, yeah. So <laughs> well, I guess now we do all kind of look down on Florida. Like yeah. anytime anything happens in Florida, we're just like, I am not surprised. And as somebody from Florida, I agree with that. You know, so I know we have this saying around the Southeast where if anybody in earnest ever says, bless your heart to you, it is not a compliment. No, it's not. It's definitely take it not. from me. It is not. And <laughs> I imagine like even the rest of the Southeast was looking at these people being like, Oh, bless oh, your heart. Lord, bless <laughs> your heart. <laughs> Y'all are just out here doing all kind of dumb yeah. shit. <laughs> After the night of where a thousand people with rifles packed into a field to meet about how to hunt this. Yeah. The Humane Society shuts down the whole bait dog thing. And then I can't imagine that somebody was like, yeah, let's okay. You can put my dog out there. But anyways, so the Humane Society shuts that whole thing down. Who's puppy? Right. Drew the short straw for this one. Right. It's like Hunger Games, but with dogs. They're like, oh, shit. This just sounds terrible. And so the I guess at some point, the mayor looked around at these thousands of people wandering town with guns and was like, let's shut this down. I might have fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> maybe it was a bad idea telling the newspaper that there was a vampire beast wandering the woods. So he decided that it made a little bit of a, a dangerous situation. And so what he did was uh, because if you remember, I, I mentioned he's the owner of the local uh, theater house. He owned a movie theater. He started running a movie called the big cat, which apparently at the time was uh, one of the big silent movies that was popular. And uh, All right. He he went around town telling everybody instead of hunting the beast, come to the movie theater and see the big cat on the on the newsreel. And I guess what the the big cat movie was was just somebody had gone to Africa and filmed lions walking around, and that was the movie. Cool. Yeah. Whatever. So I, I mean, I'd rather watch the, smarter than what they were doing. Uh, I mean, yeah, probably a lot. I mean, unless they brought their guns in a theater and like did that whole thing. Yeah, so so the night after the hunt was called off, Luther Davis, a local farmer, was uh, was out walking his fence line, which is a thing farmers do, I guess. And yeah, they have to make sure there's no holes in it, like every night. Like yeah, I mean they have to do it pretty frequently because, like, if you imagine, like this would be a big thing for anyone who has livestock. Sure, especially a big thing for like out in the Midwest where they have like a lot of like cows and stuff. Mm -hmm. You have to watch the fence line because. You know, there's a bunch of reasons, wild animals, falling yeah. trees, whatever. And if the fence line gets broken, then your livestock will escape through it. Sure. So, but this is why I have a six foot tall picket fence. Right. Which I guess would be wildly more expensive than if yeah. you have 30 acres or something. Right. Because yeah. you would do like uh, a picket and wire fence or something like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So anyways, Luther's out there walking his fence line. And uh, towards the back of the fence, I guess somebody had laid out some traps for the uh, vampire beast of Bladenboro. And as he walked up, he found a bobcat trapped in the steel trap. And he proceeded to uh, pull out his handgun and shoot it in the head. Shocker. Yeah. I mean, that's what you should do. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if there's I, yeah. a bobcat bleeding to death in a steel trap, shoot it in the head. So, well, they, they don't get hurt in these traps. The, the way that they're designed, it's like the steel traps. I think yeah. these are the clamp down on the leg and rip it apart kind of steel traps. That would be like in the fifties. Of 
So it depends. So I my question here would be what kind of trap is it specifically? It just says steel trap. Everything I said said just steel steel trap. Yeah, so steel trap. And there was a photo and it looked like the the bitey jaws. Like the bear trap cartoon bitey jaws. It it looked exactly like that. Okay, yeah. So that's different because what they use now, especially up in the mountains, sure. um, Because they'll trap like basically anything. They'll trap bears, they'll trap bobcats, they'll trap whatever, and then they tag them so they can track them and stuff like that. It's basically like, I don't know if you've ever seen like uh, like a raccoon trap or the kind of trap they use to trap um, house cats. Oh, like the box trap. Yeah. Where they go in and it just shuts behind them. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And, and imagine that except huge. Oh, no, this wasn't that. This was like your foot gets stuck and it grinds it down to the bone. Okay. This is that kind of trap. So, okay. So if it's like a clampy clamp bear trap, or breaks the animal's leg. It, it was that kind. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Shoot the thing. It was, it, the, box it was the trap. I'd be like, eh. it was the chew your leg off to get away kind of trap. Got it. Okay. Sure. Yeah. All right. Continue. So anyways, he, he immediately shoots it in the head and then he throws it in his car and he drives it downtown to show the mayor. Cause again, I guess that's what you do back then. And the mayor considering the part of the country we're in, it would make more sense if he strapped it to the hood of his truck, right? Which he may, he probably just threw it in the back of the truck. And um, so the mayor Woodrow Fussell, the owner of the, uh, the movie house uh, immediately declared the beast of Bladenboro dead and told everyone around town that it was gone and dead people like experts and vets in the area started asking questions and saying, was the small bobcat in the uh, in the trap large enough to actually do any damage? Because it was a m- small to mid-sized bobcat. And looking at some of the other photos that they had of the dogs that were killed, this size bobcat probably wouldn't have been able to literally rip a German Shepherd's jaw in half. You know? Okay. Maybe after death, like if you're eating. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm not a forensic dog ripping apart expert. I don't know. Me either. Yeah. It's a very specific niche. And so um that's a that's a niche uh <laughs> that's a, a niche occupation. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't one of my electives in college. If you are a whatever Jake just said, <laughs> yeah. let us know. For, for, if you're a forensic jaw rip apartologist, let us know. <laughs> rip apartologist. Rip apartologist. So anyways, the um so experts wondered if that was the right thing. And then later that night, one of the good old boys that was leaving town, this guy named Bruce Soles, was leaving Bladenboro, and he hit a larger cat with his car, just driving like driving away, smashed into this cat, and he described it as spotted like a leopard and weighing over 90 pounds. He took the roadkill with him, and uh, it was never seen by anybody else, but he did call and say that he did that. He made burgers out of it. Probably. I mean, I, I mean leopard burgers, probably amazing. I I mean I don't know, but chances are he ate it. Yeah, at that time and that space in the world, there were no large spotted cats. That was a I mean, unless it escaped from somebody's private zoo or something like that. You know, unless I mean, was was Joe Tiger was Tiger King a thing? Right, I was like, thinking the exact yeah. same thing. Was Tiger King a thing? Yeah, if Carol fucking Baskin lived <laughs> up there, it had, had her. <laughs> Carol Baskin, that bitch, Carol Baskins. So, Carol, you know what? I know who killed all these dogs. It was Carol fucking Baskins. (laughs) I'm sold now. I know it. So people 
kind of wanted to see this animal, but he kind of absconded with it and, okay. and nobody really saw it. He was tall tail in it. Probably. Possibly. Possibly. And he probably like got drunk and hit a tree and then like pulled his truck out of the ditch and was like, I'm going to tell everybody I hit a cat. Goddamn leopard. <laughs> Goddamn Carol Masson. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I mean, hopefully it wasn't a kid or something. Jesus. Yeah. So anyways, uh, all these, all these reports account, they, you know, they all describe the beast of Blaine bro as feline, but uh, none of them really agree on any one species. There was panther, leopard, all these people were seeing. Yeah, there definitely things. seems to be different sizes, different yeah. shapes, different yeah. head, different tail, different height, different coat. Yeah. And there was a hunter from Wilmington who uh, apparently he was like a well-known hunter, which is a thing too. S.W. Garrett. I don't know. Maybe Google him and let me know. He uh, he claimed to have heard the creature scream while hunting and said that it sounded like a panther. What his qualifications to know what a panther scream is, I have no idea. He's from Wilmington, uh, but he was described as a famous hunter, so I don't know what that means. Another local resident claimed the beast had tracks like those of a dog, but said that they'd never seen a dog that large before. And a local sheriff was reported as believing the beast to be a wolf and said that he remembers when he was younger, old folks say they remember seeing wolves in the Bay Swamp area and talk about them being around every now and then. C.E. Kinlaw, which is a which is a like a business owner in the area, described the creature as looking like a big mountain lion when it charged her. And another guy, Sam Colbert, the game warden of Elizabeth City, North Carolina, told a reporter that the tracks he investigated indicated it was probably a cougar. Um, other people describe the animal as likely being a wolverine. So an even smaller animal. Uh, but tenacious. They are <laughs> scrappy little dudes. They are best. They are high on charisma. Yeah. Um, <laughs> while others speculated that the creature may have been a wild police dog. Uh, there was sure. Yeah. I mean, that makes just, so much sense. You can just say that, I guess. All right. Um, so here's a crazy thing that I found. Because I got super obsessed with um, animals dying in the area because it looked like uh, basically pets and small farm animals were what were getting wrecked by the beast of Bladenboro. And so I started looking at basically every year from 1800 to 2005. And so I started digging in and what I found a pattern that is probably unrelated but is at least interesting. Okay. So in September of 2007, 60 goats over the time frame were found dead and drained of blood across Wait, over, the, over what time frame? Uh, just in September of 2007. Yeah. Okay. So throughout September 2007, more than 60 goats were found dead and drained of blood across Lexington, North Carolina, uh, not that far from Bladenboro. And Glenda and Bruce Floyd, owners of the goats, found them all early one morning. I mean, that's Satanist cult. Probably. I mean, 60 of them. Well, it wasn't all at once. It was like throughout a month. Like it was like 10 one night, three the other night. It was like, you know, throughout a month. All right. So I don't know. Big cult, maybe. Sure. Uh, 30 miles northeast of Lexington in Greensboro, farmer Billy Yao uh, his goats were killed in the same manner. Their throats were ripped open and the bodies were mutilated. So keep in mind, this is far from Gladdenboro. 
Y- yeah, like how far? It's like it's like a hundred miles. So green. Okay, so about a hundred miles. So it, but it's also fifty years later, or, or more, or more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's about fifty-three years later. Okay. So then, uh, a month later, Bill Robinson found his three-year-old pit bull eviscerated. Uh, Robinson buried the dog, but the next morning found the dog had been dug up from its grave. Four days later, Leon Williams found his two-year-old pit bull dead, covered in blood with pieces missing from the carcass with no sign of a struggle. I don't know how you find no sign of a struggle of a dog that has pieces torn out of it. You know? Yeah, that doesn't seem to make sense. Yeah. So Brown, Midway, and Rutland Roads in nearby Brunswick County saw the death of 10 different dogs during a two-week period that month, and the tracks of the predator matched those that were originally described by one of the vet veterinarians during the whole beast of Bladenboro debacle thing. Resident Robert Smith, uh, no relation to the lead singer of the cure found tracks around the church and neighborhood gardens. And he said, my fist could fit in them. And he never seen tracks like them before animal services examined the tracks and droppings, but never determined the origin. Then I started looking at really old news reports from a hundred years ago and I found reports from from uh, between 1900 and 1903 in the southeast of uh, North Carolina, near like probably within 50 miles of Blamboro, where several different goats and dogs were mysteriously killed. But again, those records are like kind of spotty because it's like some of them were like mentions in like ledgers. This was like stuff I found at like old like library websites that were all electronic, put yeah. on electronic. Um, and then going even further back to the 1850s, I found a couple of like these weird pre-Civil War reports about livestock being killed in mysterious ways. A lot of that stuff, though, going back to the 1850s could be like locals like killing each other's, you know, goats or whatever. Yeah, it could be like a Hatfield McCoy's kind of situation. Exactly. I mean, or it could be like, you know, it's pre-Civil War. It could be like slaves fleeing to the north and like hiding and killing something to eat. You know, there could be a million explanations, but it's very strange that there's this, like I found this weird pattern of like every 50 years and this like spotty area that there was. So you're saying in 1800 and 1850 around 1900 and then around the 1950s, there was like, more or less some records of yeah. some mass right uh, farm animals a dozen or, or more. dogs or yeah. whatever mostly dogs okay getting like mauled or killed or ripped apart in some brutal fashion yes. in southeast north carolina right very weird yeah yeah i mean the coincidence of it is weird right and it could be very much coincidental. It could also be like these records popped up because of the pattern of looking for this time frame, you know, but like maybe it could also be that there's some sort of mythical devil beast killing monsters every killing people's dogs every 50 years. Yeah. But probably, mean, probably not. Right. So what's the what's the more the more likely explanation here All is right. it that every 50 years some mythical beast turns into a <laughs> beast and eats goats and dogs right. and stuff or could it be that it just happens to be that about every 50 years some particular kind of very large bobcats food supply falls off and it yeah. has to start attacking domesticated animals 
Or yeah. could it just be that every so often wild animals kill shit? Right. And, y- you know, and it I mean? looks like a pattern. Right. But it's not. Yeah. Because, like, you think that they're not there. Right. They are, uh, they're there. They're there. And, like, like, we are more in their zone more than ever. Yeah. You know, like, we are still living in their world. You yeah. Know what absolutely. I, mean? I mean, my parents live dead in the middle of North Raleigh, a very, very populated area. Yeah. And, I mean, they'll see. I don't want to call it a herd. Sure. But it's eight deer. Okay. Just like run through their backyard randomly. I mean, yeah. that shit happens around here. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't think that there's wild animals all around you, but they are out there. Oh, you yeah. You just don't know that they're out there because they don't want you to see them. And it's the, the Carolina Panthers. That's like a thing, you know? And I mean, it's pa- a football team. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's named after the Panthers being like an indigenous species in the area. Right. You know? But there are multiple species of very large cat. Absolutely. That live yeah. here yeah. in this area. And like, what does it take? Every 50 years, a freakishly large bobcat just happens to, you know what I mean? Like, like, like a Mike Tyson of bobcat. Like a Shaquille O'Neal of right. Bobcats. Like just one gets you know mad I mean? and just, just one like, happens it, to get yeah. to be 120 pounds as opposed to the typical Bobcat. That's like 80 pounds. Could be. Yeah. You know, that's Crazy. not outside of the realm. Like, I mean, if you think about a hundred pound Bobcat, 120 pound Bobcat, yeah. that could easily just completely destroy basically any farm animal it, we have around here. Cause we don't have, big farm animals like cows and shit. Oh yeah. We have like goats and chickens right, and right, dogs right. and stuff here. Like we don't have huge like Midwest yeah. size animals. Here. And you think about like if a bobcat takes something down, once it's on the ground and it's eating it, it can tear jaws apart. It can rip things apart. You know, it's at that point it's trying to get to food. You sure. Know? I mean, cause if we're talking about like the stalking skills of like a typical domesticated dog versus the stalking skills of a gigantic bobcat. Oh, not even comparable. The chances are that dog was dead by the time it hit the ground. Yeah. You know what I mean? And sure, once that dog's dead and it's not fighting, guaranteed that bobcat is going to tear. Yeah. It. So my dogs think they're super slick. I, I have like three idiot pit bulls <laughs> and I've got a half acre in my backyard and I put the dogs out back. They honestly think they're going to get a squirrel. And like they chase after the squirrel and the squirrel, like I can see the squirrel laughing at them because it jumps up on the fence and runs the fence line and then doubles back and runs the other way and it teases them, you know? Yeah. And I've seen raccoons. And they're the not going to get caught. No. And I've even seen raccoons like big, stupid, fat raccoons. They jump up on the fence and disappear, you know? Yeah. And they don't have like my dogs don't have a chance to get them. And then if you think it's like the other way around, like an actual predator, like imagine a lion coming into my backyard with those three dogs, it would kill them instantly. All three of them would yeah. be dead in a moment. I mean, the big cats that are here, I mean, they're big enough. Plenty big enough. You know, I mean, when I walked up on that bobcat outside uh, behind um, behind Walnut Creek, which is like where all the big bands that come in Raleigh, it's like our amphitheater here. Yeah. Uh, I was surveying back there. And I mean, when I walked up on that cat, like it probably wasn't 50 or 60 pounds. Yeah. But I mean, I stopped and I'm like a 200 pound dude. Yeah. And I was just like, fuck, that's a big cat. <laughs> and they're different too. So it catches your attention a lot. They're weird. You know? Their tails yeah. are very like puffy. And yeah. Like they're like, yeah. I mean, I could, I mean, I'm not an expert in these animals, but like 
I could absolutely see if there was like, you know, uh, oh, what's that really big dog? The really like big a mastiff. Dog. Yeah, if there was like yeah. a mastiff-sized bobcat out there, that would. I mean, that's a lion. Yeah, it's a small tiger. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you can't even describe how terrifying lions are and tigers are to just humans. Yeah. You know? It's uh I think Yeah, I mean we've heard those stories of like yeah, you know, tiger escapes and malls yeah. or whatever. In, in downtown San Francisco that yeah. one jumped out of a cage and killed a couple people. Or like um what is it? I can't remember if it was John McAfee or like El Chapo or somebody had that like giant compound in Belize and they had like alligators and tigers and shit out there. Oh, and then yeah. when they got arrested, they all got a real like just released into the wild and started fucking up people's like dogs that's happened and to stuff. a bunch of places. That's, <laughs> really? that's not, yeah, that's not like an unusual thing. Like it happens in Florida every once in a while where like some dude will get arrested and they'll be like, What are we gonna do with this kangaroos and lions? And like they're just out there then. I mean, it's yeah. Florida. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm not yeah. surprised. Florida man. <laughs> right. Like just let his lions into the Everglades. The pythons will eat him. Who cares? Yeah. You know, it's I mean, it's really it's really wild how much wild animals kind of populate backwoods areas of places like Arkansas, Texas, Florida. Yeah. They, and I mean, it's the 50s and this is out in the middle of nowhere. Like, yeah. I mean, maybe a really rich person got arrested or some shit or tried yeah. to import a tiger or something. You know what I mean? Like, and maybe it was like an adolescent tiger or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. And people are stupid. Like agreed you, there's a reason that like human recollection and firsthand account is like not admissible in court. And right. it's because people are dumb and yeah. we know people are dumb. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like you can't like human recall is trash. Yeah. So anything that you get from these people and then, you know, who knows when the reporter got to them. It's not like they could call and be like, I saw the thing and it looked like this. You know what I mean? And they were taking that down. Like, yeah, like a day later or something. The reporter gets there and was like, tell me what you saw. Right. You know, they don't, they don't know. (laughs) He had eyes as big as saucers and he came down from the tree. Yeah. His head was flat as a fritter. Fritter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It just seems unlikely to me that it was anything other than just like a big bobcat. Well, and especially in that area where the big bobcats, I mean, still to this day live and there were panthers that were, are now kind of considered extinct that lived in that area in the fifties, you know, and they did live in that area up until the civil war. I mean, there's, there's reports of like, Civil War soldiers who were walking home from war, like through North Carolina, they were mauled by panthers, you know? You know, this is a, it's just a thing that happens. I mean, this can happen in cities too, where you're walking down the street and you're mauled by a dog. Like, yeah, you know, that's a thing that can happen also. And so that kind of brings me to this other thing that kind of came out about a year after all of it was kind of swirling around Bladenboro. There was a guy who came out uh, who in the in the style of the times only gave his name as initials A R Stanton, a man from Lumberton, North Carolina, was Home convinced of the KKK in North Carolina. It, yeah, it very much so is. Yeah, and uh, Duncan, yeah, which is why everyone only gives their first names as initials. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so let me rephrase that. Grand Poobah A R Stanton. No, I don't. Know. No, just <laughs> yeah, kidding. No. Yeah, definitely not. 
And uh, so anyways, the uh, so this guy uh, from Lumberton uh, had a pretty good idea that the beast was p- most likely his German shepherd hound mix named Big Boy that he had given to a local Native American who lived along the edge of town. Big Boy was dark and had a quote-unquote long bushy tail and Stanton claimed Big Boy was quite capable of lift, l- leaping over a six-foot fence and killed chickens from time to time. Big Boy's vet, N.G. Baird from Lumberton, who knew the dog and had met the dog several times, said that it was, quote-unquote, very feasible that Big Boy was responsible for all of these attacks. So clearly he knew the dog was a monster, you know, and this is his vet talking. The vet also went on to say that it was completely possible that Big Boy or any other dog could have killed the other dogs and lapped up their blood rather than sucking it. This idea kind of comes out of the blue about a year later. I don't know what A.R. Stanton would have to profit from coming out of the blue and saying he had a dog that he gave to a local Native American boy on the edge of town and he probably killed everybody. I mean, I guess maybe he wanted to get his name in the paper, but maybe he did have some actual thoughts that this was possible. And then the paper went to the guy's vet, and the guy's vet was like, yeah, that dog is a killer. Dog was basically <laughs> a huge dick. Yeah, he like, like I don't with know. zero hesitation, you know. I still feel like that seems unlikely to me. A German Shepherd hound mix did this much damage. Right. Like, even if we think that some of these stories of recall are hyperbole or they're embellished a little bit or whatever, I mean, I don't know. That just still seems unlikely to me. A really big dog did this? Sure. Yeah. Eh, I I don't know. I don't don't know what this dude's motivation would have been to be like, my dog did it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, that just seems very far-fetched. Put me in the local papers. Yeah. Yeah. Chances are, like this, I'm definitely a believer of the simplest explanation is probably the most yeah. realistic. I searched the crap out of this guy's name and everything I could find. I found there was, he has never appeared in anything aside from this one paper talking about his dog. This dude wanted to be in the news, but maybe you like know? I thought maybe he like owned a local business or something, but I couldn't find anything. Because like I feel like if this was legit, there would have been a follow up article or something to say You'd we think went so. and found the kid, we found the dog. Yeah. And he kills chickens sometimes. You know what I mean? Or this dog is definitely a fucking yeah. huge monster dog. Like her, you know, Hercules from the Sandlot and murders people. You also, know, like, if you think your dog is capable of being the beast, the vampire beast of Bladenboro that would lick up puddles of blood, why would you give it to a local Native American boy? Or why would you come out and say, that's my dog? <laughs> you know, right. it just, I don't know. That doesn't make sense to me. Right. I don't know. I mean, because it could have been a lot of things. I mean, maybe it was a bear that got separated hundreds of miles from its area. Maybe it was a huge bobcat. Lots maybe it was of a endless possibilities. Like, maybe it was a werewolf. Maybe it was a person. I mean, it's I not know. like it's not like it's like Las Vegas where there's no wild animals. Like this is where the wild animals are. Like, you know, yeah. they're here. You know, yeah, North Carolina is definitely where the wild animals yeah. are. <laughs> Bears, big cats, uh, they're, they're here, especially 50 years ago, you know, actually 70 years ago now. Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, we're living in an area where there's literally an entire island that's protected because a herd of wild horses live on it. Oh, yeah, for like, sure. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, 
it's uh, uh if you like nature this is your spot but you know there's yeah animals and shit out there so you know it's it's part of liking nature you know you have to deal with that right i i like the big boy theory i like that there was just some random dog given to a Native American boy who decided to take vengeance upon the town of Bladenboro <laughs> with with maybe I could picture the boy being okay and leading this dog into into battle. I don't know. Maybe yeah. they did something horrible to his family. I don't know. It doesn't explain the second set of paw prints that are smaller though. Like that. No, or, or the baby crying. Or the baby crying. Yeah. Like that is very Bobcat. It would yeah. make sense like if there was a second smaller one that it was a cub or something and there was a big and there was a bigger one. Yeah. Like that just makes way more sense to me than this dude coming out and being like, my German Shepherd Hound did it. I also feel like if there's a thousand dudes wandering the woods, a German Shepherd's going to kind of pop his head up and be like, hey, you know, like yeah. I don't feel like a German Shepherd that was raised by a person and given to a boy is going to be fleeing from a bunch of hunters you know yeah they're gonna be into people i guess maybe. plus i mean well i mean they wouldn't be looking for another dog that's true i mean it, with all the dogs they have out there but then like he's the animal lector of dogs you know yeah. so i mean i don't know out in the middle of nowhere near a swamp in the 50s there's just there's so many reasons that this could have happened and it's more likely that it's happenstance or coincidence that all these dogs died from different animals or in different methods than it was possible. One giant yeah. cat hunting all these dogs like that just doesn't really make sense. I okay. mean, it could have been one weird wild animal roughed up like two of these dogs and the mayor was like the vampire beast of Bladenboro as a way to be like, come visit Bladenboro in a weird kind of like PR twist that didn't work out very well. Right. Because he's also the guy who was like, by the way, I'm showing werewolf <laughs> at my theater next right. week. <laughs> and, and was also like, there's a thousand people here with guns. Can you guys please calm down? You know, <laughs> and he shut it down. He like he probably actually, was just like, I fucked up. <laughs> he forbid, he like shut down the hunt. Like he shut it, like said, you can do this. So like, that's my theory is that a couple wild animals did some stuff. Mayor got kind of too big for his britches and freaked out and then shut it all down. Yeah, I pre I pretty much concur with that. Yeah. But yeah. And I feel like they did big boy dirty. I don't yeah. think I don't think he was the killer probably. they made him out to be. Big boy was probably a good boy. Probably. I would hope so. I mean, if you can give him to like some random Native American boy, just be like, here's my dog. Yeah. Could you imagine giving your dog to like some random person? No. My dog would be like, get back in my car. Yeah. <laughs> like, he wouldn't yeah, go exactly. with this random person. Yeah. But yeah, guys, so that's, That's essentially that. our story on the beast of Bladenboro. Uh, if you happen to be from Bladenboro and know about this shit, let Sorry. us know. That would be really cool. Sorry. <laughs> we just talked trash about y'all for like an hour. Sorry about your town. Um, but yeah, guys, thanks for uh, stopping by and yeah. listening to our episode. Uh, make sure you come back uh, next week. We'll have something else. Yeah. Crazy for Follow you us over on the, uh, the socials medias. Yeah. And uh, we're on the YouTubes and the Facebooks. Uh, and the Discord. Come hang out on our Discord. Yeah. It's so fun. in the description of the uh, podcast you're looking at, there's a link to Discord. Come talk to us. Also, if you are from North Carolina and there's urban legends that you are into and you want us to know about, send them our way. Yeah. There's some that I know about that I think we're going to talk about soon. All right. Is it the brown lights? Um, no, I want to talk about some of the call fire ones. 
Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I saw some of that stuff. Yeah, those All are right. kind of cool. We're going to get into a lot of like North Carolina stuff, like which I think is a lot of fun. Yeah, I want to do like a local legends series. We are. So we're if you guys have legends you want to hear about, let us know. Yeah. Also, we, we'll do more beer too at some point. <laughs> we will keep doing beer. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, thanks for stopping by. Come back, check in next week, and uh, we'll see you next time. Talk to you soon. joining us for this episode of Brew Luminati. Our intro and outro music is written by Dungeness. Want to learn more about the topics we cover and who we are? Join us on Facebook and Instagram at Brew Luminati Podcast for behind the scenes content and updates. Do you have mystical powers of insight or just questions, suggestions, and feedback? Reach out to us at thebrewluminati at gmail.com. Are you ready to immerse yourself into the inner circle? Visit patreon.com slash podcast. For the same price as a cup of coffee or sandwich you won't remember, you know, because of mind control, you can join the Brewluminati and lift the veil on the true mysteries of the universe. Your membership to the Conclave unlocks access to our secret Discord server, bonus Patreon-only content, behind-the-scenes talks, and much more. Every dollar spent not only helps us reveal the truths of the world, but also frees us to make the show better, weirder, and allows us to go deeper and deeper into the void while funding our next beer run. When we're not talking conspiracies and beer, we're passionate about saving the forgotten puppies and kitties of the world. 10% of every dollar you donate goes directly to the Best Friend Pet Adoption Agency. They are a local 501c3 all-breed, all-foster cat and dog rescue that will save the life of a pet who never had a chance. Keep an eye out because we'll be posting pictures of the lives our listeners save. For more information on Best Friend Pet Adoption, head over to bfpa.org. Join us again next week for another episode of Brew Luminati. We know you will, because again, mind control is real. Mind control is real.